Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Progressive Britain podcast. A Merry Christmas. This is the Christmas Eve special episode. Now is not the time for heated political debate, at least not until you're on your second sherry. Now is the time for heated debate over quiz questions. And that is exactly what we hope to provide in a seasonal fashion today. We've got a quiz looking at politics over the last 12 months. I'm Quizmaster Connor Pope, and our two contestants are World South MP Alison McGovern and Walthamstow MP Stella Creasy. A warning, this does get heated. Alison, Stella, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Do you, uh, do you like... Is it Christmas Eve today? It's Christmas Eve today. Let's go yeah, out yeah. on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Do, you, do you guys like Christmas quizzes? Can't stand them. Can't stand Christmas, hate quizzes. I wasn't going to ask you. The two together, not a good look. I remember this from last year. <laughs> did Did you invite Scrooge today? Yeah, or was it uh, just special? Honestly, last year it took, it felt like hours, possibly days of my life to get through about but five But that, that is what Christmas is like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you, you quite like Christmas though, don't you still? There are elements of Christmas I enjoy, yes. There are, it is to be fed that I, it's not my worst holiday. Our, our quiz is one of the elements. Well, it, it's, it's, it's going up there. Obviously, they're getting lots of presents. I, I like Christmas <laughs> in a very rigid way. I get very cross when people try and change the formula of when you do things. Really? So when do you get your prezzies? Christmas afternoon, obviously. After you've had Christmas dinner. No. And after you've had all day in the morning to play with the contents of your Christmas stocking, which, yes, even though I'm middle-aged now, I still get one. See, and I'm not ashamed. I don't get this whole like differentiation between presents and stocking. Like This seems to be like quite a big thing for a lot because of people. Because your stocking needs to be full of things that you can hit other people with. Right. And you can play games. It's like, a, like water pistols and things that you can... I'm giving away a lot about Creasy Family Christmas. <laughs> but yeah. It does get quite violent on Christmas Day. Wow. Usually at the point to which my mother decides that the food has gone terribly, terribly wrong as well, which happens every single year. It's always lovely, uh, but you need some sort of implement to defend yourself because at that point war breaks out. Like actual, it's not in your stocking. Yeah, there's real jeopardy. There's real. Je- yeah, it's, yeah, it's a bit like the. It's literally the Hunger Games. Do you, you think? Know? Do you think if we keep talking, he'll not? Get <laughs> yeah. to the no quizzing. <laughs> we're doing um, presents in the afternoon for the first time this year. Because, really? Because we're all grown ups now. It's it's very sad. That but, is quite um, sad. But that's what makes the day like last a proper day. But, that, but you have we, to do different things. You have but, to have a big lunch, fall asleep a bit. Well, so we don't do the, the meal until evening as well. Oh, really? No, that's just wrong. Yeah. No, no, you're There's just wrong. So, no. so only so many hours a day, like no, go just, for a walk. No. And then and then like the, the meal and then after the meal. No, you because just the evening vegetate. is for Doctor Who. Oh, oh go on. Yeah, right, no, fine. But, although do you know what the worst thing is? You know, uh, my little daughter has now discovered a liking for Doctor Who. This is like actually I'm not, terrible. I'm not a big Doctor Who fan. I just point, the, the principle is Christmas Day in the evening, 
the BBC had paid a lot of money for that. You need to get your money's worth. We all pay for You're the You're as bad fee. as my sister. She's Trash like, telly. we have to watch it. It's Doctor Who. It's Christmas Day. I'm yep. like, I don't like it. I like your sister. Can yeah, your sister you, come and do this You podcast? would. Maybe she should. <laughs> <laughs> Laura McGovern, you're on. <laughs> I, um, she actually quite likes quizzes, so there you go. I've, I, yeah. I've never done, um, I've never watched Doctor Who in my life, but I used to be a quiz master at the pub that I worked in. And I would always make sure that there was a question about Doctor Who because I knew that one of the teams really cared about Doctor Who. Right. And and that would like, and, buy and them every, into it. And that everyone, no, that everyone else, I didn't like that team. Um, and everyone else would answer the question as Doctor Who and they would always put the doctor <laughs> and then have an argument about it. And I'd accept Doctor Who across the board, just literally just to annoy them. <laughs> um, that is quite niche in the wind-up trolley. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really, that, I'm now yeah. even more looking forward to this quiz. Yeah. Uh, so the quiz is in... Waiting for the wind-up question about who won the FA Cup in 1893 or whatever it was. Uh, no. <laughs> it wasn't 1893. It doesn't matter. Stop. Um, <laughs> when was it, Blackburn? Uh, in 1928 was the last right, time against right, okay, uh, Huddersfield. Okay. No, the quiz is in three parts. Woo. So you two will be... Overexcited. Head-to-head up against each other. The first person to obviously get the... The question right gets the point. But we might just help each other anyway. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Because like hashtag socialists. So. Fine. Yeah. I mean. Hashtag that, sister socialists. That'd defeat the purpose, but great. Let's do that. Easier. Not bothered. Anyway. All right. So the you fir- centrist, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> so the first round is the kind of question that we always come back to on, on this podcast. Who is it about Doctor Who? Who was UKIP leader at the beginning of 2018? Oh my goodness. Right. Oh, was it Henry Bolton? It must have been Henry Bolton at that point. So it's not yet Gerard Batten, who I know his name now because he's turned out to be such a massive wrong Yeah. Because <laughs> all the others... Or was it Farage still? No, I think it was Henry Bolton. Okay, well, let's go I think that. He- that is completely correct. Henry yes! Bolton. I support Stella's what? answer. Uh, who I think, did he have to resign after his girlfriend oh, yeah. was yeah. racist about Meghan Markle? Yeah. Yes. It's, it's been a long year. Yeah, it, has, it has. Greatest so hits ago. of 2018. <laughs> Covering itself in glory as we speak. That was what I said the S word about before 2018. Yeah. On the podcast that has not yet come out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a future podcast that actually we've already recorded. Alison, you do swear. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, look out for that, listeners. <laughs> Subscribe now to hear Alison swearing. <laughs> Christmas treats are coming. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a long year, Connor. Question, question year. two. UKIP defended 126 seats in May's are council elections. Are these questions elections. all about UKIP? The oh first, God, you're the a first bit, two you're are. You're a bit needy. <laughs> I'm needy. <laughs> UKIP defended 126 seats in May's council elections. How many did they hold on to? I would say minimal. I'm going to yeah. go for like... I, I, I think it was a UKIP wipeout. Yeah, I'm going to go for like 10. Ooh, no, I might go a bit higher because there might have been seats that were uncontested. Um, True. So uh, uh, I'm going to go 25. I'm going to give the point to Alison then. The, the answer is actually three. Oh, blimey. Sorry, that yeah. that, sounded, that was a bit over-enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> for UKIP, wasn't yeah. it? Cheering for UKIP. Uh, how many cabinet resignations were there this year? Oh, um, uh, I a know. A bazillion it. million. Uh, so, uh, oh. No, only in the cabinet. DD, not... DD. Bojo, Bojo. Uh, yeah. Dominic, yeah. Esther McVeigh. Yeah. Um, You've got all the most recent ones. No, see, there were earlier ones. Yeah, so who went earlier? Uh, IDS. Was he in the cabinet? No, no, no. Because no, no, no. No. Um, there were others who actually resigned over Greg things. Greg Hans. That, Greg Hans. But he wasn't in the Heath cabinet. Heathrow. Yes, he but was, he, Chief Sack. I, I don't have him on my own list, oh. actually. Well, then, you know, this. can we have a steward's inquiry here? Because... 
no, let's just go with no, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> but there were people who actually resigned over something else other than Brexit, weren't there? Uh, yeah. I mean, controversially, you know. Yeah. Yeah. When did the Heathrow resignations happen? Apart from Craig Hands. Justine Greening, was she one? Yeah, but that was 2017, wasn't it? It's the problem being in Parliament is that time kind of moves. It it's kind of slows down and yeah. then speeds up at different um, periods. Okay, I'm going to go with eight. Eight is bang on. Yes. Yes. So Justin Greening was, in fact, 2018. Yeah. She I was in the, so. the January, January reshuffle. Amber Rudd, you didn't know. Of course, Amber. See, I told Windrush. you there were people who resigned not over Brexit. <laughs> Windrush. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I think the only other one you didn't get was uh, James Brokenshire. Oh, who obviously re- Health reasons yeah. in January. Yeah. Um, ah, right. Okay. Although I think he's fully recovered he's back from in that. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I did As a, is Amber. I did a charity walk in the summer, which he was also doing. And oh, in fact, right. did more miles than me. So <laughs> he seems to be... <laughs> Doing pretty well. Oh, um, good night, yes. So, Alison, you get the point there. Um, how many po- parliamentary by-elections were there this year? Parliamentary by-elections. Is that a trick question? Were there any? Yes. Uh, yes. There were. There is no. There, it's not a trick question. There was. Oh, 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 one. Lewisham, Lewisham, sir, Lewisham. Yes. Yeah. Janet so Baby. Yes, because we lost Heidi. Lovely Heidi. Uh, any Tory ones? Were there any new Tories? I don't know, because I, I make a point of campaigning in every by-election. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Actually, in that case, it is a trick question slightly, because you wouldn't have campaigned in the other uh, was it by-election in Northern this Ireland? year. Yeah, uh, it was... Um, Ian Paisley, too. No, 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 because Ian Paisley... Oh, no, he's going to a by-election. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, West Tyrone, where Barry McEldriff resigned... And uh, uh, all the begging. Was, was that the oh, Kingsmill? He put a, loaf, he put a loaf of Kingsmill on his head. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. two in that case. Can <laughs> I have a point? Point? But, that, but, but that was a Lord's one. No, no, that no, was no, a parliamentary. No. Um, Sinn Fein. Ah. Mm. That's, why, that's why they didn't take the seat. I'm afraid no points there. But um, I said two. After I told yeah, you that there was another one. Still the answer. Uh, question five. Uh, on the 20th of October, there was a big march organised by the People's Vote campaign in London. How many people were estimated? 700,000. <laughs> I think that's a tie. That was, I mean, we need, we have a point we need VAR yeah. or something on that. That was, uh, and fi- the final question in this round, uh, who emailed every single member of the Labour Party Inviting oh, them. Uh, Bolton, Bolton, Sheila, Sheila from Bolton West. <laughs> I think again, you that's didn't say be... that's a tie. Yeah, no, I but think... I knew that it was Sheila. But I knew it was Bolton. I said Sheila from Bolton West. I started to say Bolton. I, I feel that was was that. I think it was a tie, but I'm not sure. <laughs> she said, she said, like, <laughs> I don't like quizzes. I'm not competitive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alison McGovern is incredibly. No, I am really competitive, but I just find quizzes irritating. Oh, you're not going to like really the next round. This, you're selling this podcast. <laughs> but can I just say also a very, very nice story that Debbie, who works for me in the Wirral, when that Sheila from Bolton West email happened, she invited the entire Labour Party to her um, CLP meeting. Debbie set up a crowd funder thing at Just Giving page to help Sheila pay for tea bags for the entire day. <laughs> and so like we like she raised a few hundred pounds for Bolton West CLP. Oh, that's lovely. Amazing. Isn't that really nice? People actually What I loved was that. there was yeah. there was Fantastic. so much kind of solidarity from people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like every CLP secretary was like, you know, we've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> we've, all, we've all been there with the really press the wrong that. button. Oh, just when your finger hovers over sand, he's like, have I done this right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Is there a terrible typo in here somewhere? Yeah. I was disappointed that she didn't get an award at a party conference. I yeah. thought that would yeah, have been the right thing absolutely. to do. Yeah. Uh, no, Sheila from Bolton West, we salute you. Yes, we do. Um, all right, so the next, the next um, There's round. There's more of this then. 
There's uh, the next round has got only going well. four questions in. Excellent. But basically, Stephanie Lloyd, Progress Deputy Director, was supposed to be doing this. <laughs> and I put this round in basically for her. Now, obviously, she's not here. Is it to do with Love Island? It's a reality if it's television. To do with Love Island, uh, okay, can wait, can I it? just seed this round to Stella? Um, because, like, I don't really do reality telly and... Stella spends a lot of time explaining to me how this stuff works and it never really goes in, if I'm honest. She's explained like Love Island to me about four times. I still don't really get it. Like, what are they there for? It's not that complicated. They're there for love and they're on an island. <laughs> the clue is in the title. Yeah, but how do you win? It's not more, it's just like... like how, You're what? falling in love because you're on Love Island. But like, like the love boat, but on an island. <laughs> But I don't understand how that's a competition. It's completely lost on me as well. I right. Anyway, so basically, yeah. yeah. So, so when people Asked... talk about the Labour Party being out of touch with people, that hey, <laughs> I'm not out of touch with people. I'm just out of touch with like telly that makes no sense. <laughs> anyway, just ask Stella on, the questions. Me, she loves all of this stuff. I feel, I feel like this is when you try and like explain bullseye to kind of teenagers. <laughs> bullseye is <laughs> genius. Like, it was maths, but it was also darts. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it was and, a motorboat, yeah, <laughs> and it was game theory. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, question one. Uh, uh, who won Strictly Come Dancing? Oh, Stacey, oh, Stacey Dooley. I know that. that. I think that was the tie. That was, her, I thought her Paso Doble so, uh, was Actually, exceptional. technically, Stacey Dooley and Kevin Clifton. So uh, I think I think I get the point there for having gone the full title because it's a bit like people who say She's Doctor the... Who and they mean The Doctor. Yeah, yeah, I think you should give me yeah. the point. Yeah. 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 Alison, point for you. <laughs> uh, who won Love Island? And I will. Oh, have... Janet and Danny, or Jack Fincham and Danny Dyer. Yeah. If you want to say, or you know, Danny Dyer's daughter, Danny Mass Dyer, is a full technical title, and they are now back together. But obviously, as we saw in the Christmas Love Island special, clearly the cracks are already there in their relationship. And don't even get me started on Georgia. Ali, how long ago did you stop listening? <laughs> About <laughs> ten minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, who won the X Factor? Oh, um, D- Dalton. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, I didn't actually watch the X Factor this year, though. So no, that's just me being culturally literate. Just oh, putting okay. it out there. I I watched it quite a few years ago when it was. Did you? When, when you were young? No, when they still did it like in a studio rather than like at wherever they do it, like in is the it studio now, the O two yeah. or whatever. Where, where, where did they? <laughs> where, where do you think they do it now? The O two is. I think <laughs> that they film it in some massive concert venue all right and before they do that in like a normal studio with anyway never mind doesn't doesn't matter why i stopped watching the x-factor doesn't matter and finally uh who won i'm a celebrity oh uh what's his name henry uh, harry redknapp harry redknapp with runner-up with emily attack who i still get confused as to which one in the in between us that she was uh, yeah, well, I didn't watch I'm a Celebrity, so I don't know who that is. Yeah, um, I don't understand I'm a Celebrity either. Like, okay, explain this one so to me. It's a celebrity. <laughs> yeah, no, and I, I need to get them out of there. No, but, <laughs> but, but what are they there way. for? <laughs> what do they do? So they compete in like challenges but, in the jungle. <laughs> and if they shout, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, then they get them out of so there. So it's like a resilience test. Yes. Right, okay. Yes, it's a okay. resilience test, Mum. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> bit like this quiz, um, <laughs> literally. So the, the the in fact, we should probably take a short break before we go into the uh, the last <laughs> so, round just so, to just can, to recover from the reality television. Have you have you guys ever seen to be a uh, seen a TV show being made other than like you know being on Newsnight or whatever? I went to see. Um, have I got news for you? Big made once. That was quite. I, I, I'm aware. I, I used to work on a telly show. 
Oh, what did you work on? I worked on the Jonathan Dimbleby show when I first there left university. So I helped make telly. Wow. I don't know what that is. I know who no, Jonathan Dimbleby look, is. You're not but, that young, Connor. Right? <laughs> I mean, I genuinely think I am in this case. I, yeah, don't, I, I, I don't know what it is either. It was on Sunday mornings and yeah. it was a current affairs TV program. Oh, like, like Chaired by Jonathan Dimbleby. Like what Sophie Ridge does now? No. So we'd have one guest and an audience. Right. And we would look at an issue of the day. All right. Okay. Yes. There we go. Back in the day. Um, Can we do that thing where we look it up on the internet afterwards and put a link underneath the podcast? Yeah, I'll try. Yeah. <laughs> Does this still exist? The only, the only one I've ever seen is I skived off school once to go to Manchester to watch the Jeremy Kyle show. No way. Uh, yeah, that was good. What was the issue of the day? Oh, you know, I've... Have you not been to someone, yeah, It's like someone comedy shows being filmed and, and like, and Strictly and things like that. No. And Strictly mm. never goes Strictly because it's seven hours and they don't feed you. Wow. So you get very hungry mother... by the end and you're like, oh, look, they fell over. <laughs> <laughs> my mother is desperate to go to Strictly. So I feel like if I ever got an invite. If you take it, take a packed lunch. That's my, we didn't take that. It was a schoolgirl era. And by the end, I was very hungry. Okay. And just wanted to um, trip people over. Ladies and gentlemen, Stella Cruzy is not nice when she's hungry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we Feed do... me a biscuit and I will change the world. We do need to take a short break there just to feed Stella a little bit. And then we'll be straight back <laughs> with the final like a round. gremlin. <laughs> Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This round is called Thank You Next. It's a pop culture Is it reference. Theresa May's? It's, a, it's so not Ariana Grande. It is at several points this year, it looked like Theresa May's days as PM were over. But who is going to take over this year? So all, Is the quiz now just to name every single possible combination of people? No, I'll be giving you facts about people who could facts. become Tory oh, leadership. Right. And then we have to guess who it's about. Yes, oh, exactly. Right. Oh, so it's like guess who on the radio. So I've, uh, I've got three facts about each of the contenders. Mm. Um, and yeah, just as soon as you know who it is, shout out. So question one, who was an aide to current Trump lawyer Rudy Giuliani on his winning 1993 New York mayoral campaign? Sajid Dominic Javid. Sajid Javid is correct. Mm. The other uh, facts I had about him was that he counts Ayn Rand as a childhood hero. They all do. And really? uh, stood on that joint leadership yeah. ticket with Stephen Crabb. Yeah. 
Tory MPs have got, you know, funny ideas about philosophy. But as a childhood hero... Well, Sajid Javid uh, read... I mean, I had a bit of a thing for Edward Furlong and Eric Cantona. I don't think that's really (laughs) the quite same thing. Sajid Javid, I think, read a scene from... Yeah, on his uh, first date with his wife. Yeah, was it The Fountainhead or the other? Yeah, The Fountainhead. Was it? The Fountainhead. Yeah, and then his wife, um, you know, (laughs) said, I will marry you, but never do that. (laughs) Just like, here's the deal, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number two, uh, who had World King as their earliest recorded ambition? World King. World King. King. Doris Johnson. Boris Johnson is correct. (laughs) Really? Oh, come on. Uh, That man, honestly. Yeah. He also uh, had... I think it's fair to say, because obviously Dominic could write Universe King. (laughs) (laughs) He also had school reports complaining about uh, his idleness, complacency and lateness. No! (laughs) I did not see that coming. Yeah. That's what Theresa May said after he uh, left the cabinet. (laughs) Number three, who claimed some feminists were amongst the most obnoxious Dominic pigs? Dominic Raab. Yeah. That yeah. Is. yeah. Not a fan of the feminists. He uh, also obviously didn't understand the Calais crossing and its importance. And, uh, <laughs> so basically the French and feminists, anything beginning with an F. It's like <laughs> Wasn't he the Dominic. one also who, when, when asked if he'd been to Northern Ireland, said, I've been to Dublin? <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, mate. <laughs> Um, he also co-authored a book called Britannia and Chains. Yeah, with Preeti Patel. Which included the line, once they enter the workplace, the British are among the worst idlers in the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that definitely it, went on the leaflets. And that's just Boris Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number four, uh, who played a school chaplain in the 1995 family comedy, A Feast at Midnight? Oh, Michael Gove. Yeah, God, you... Yeah. Really quick off the mark, are you, are you a big A Feast at Midnight fan, Stella? Do you put it on every it, Christmas it, it, afternoon it, just before it Doctor may have Who? Been, it may have been in the Daily Mail sidebar of shame, which is obviously my go-to as a starting point every day for what is important in culture, which is why I know about Love Island and Michael Gove. It's a great yeah, mix. And then you try and tell me and I'm just like, what? I'm really looking Look forward to... Look at the to pictures. The, Look at the pictures. Looking forward to next week's Squawk Box article, Labour MP <laughs> reads Daily Mail. <laughs> Um, oh, well, Steve, if you're listening, hi yeah. there. <laughs> Happy Christmas, Steve. Love you. Uh, number five, who is a tenth cousin once removed of the Queen? Ooh. Oh. Well, okay, so we've gone through, so, I mean, it's all different people, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Amber Rudd? She's got, yeah, at some point. Yeah, yeah. Amber Rudd. She yeah, was she's also quite... an extra in Four Weddings and a Funeral. Yeah, oh, yes, yeah. yes. I watched it the other night and I was really trying to spot her, but I couldn't see her. <laughs> you were slow motioning. Well, there's yeah. a lot of people at those weddings, you know. And they move around pretty quickly. It is now. <laughs> is it? Is it? So it's, it's four weddings and funeral is now twenty. A lot years old. old. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's amazing. This whole generation. The other night on um, Twitter, someone was. I was talking about the fact that we had both Point Break and then Die Hard with a Vengeance on telly, mm. and there were various people on Twitter who had no concept of either. Wow, I know it's we not good, it, we are it? old still. It's not we are good. Old. I watched Four Weddings and Notting Hill recently. Um, and you thought, where are the mobile phones? <laughs> I thought Notting Hill stood up, uh, stood Ooh. the test of time a little better. Controversial. Actually. Yeah, which I didn't expect to. Controversial. I, thought it was pretty I good. like both of them, but I think there's some of the stuff in Four Weddings that was like absolutely hilarious at the time. What the saying? Fuck a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Splendid, I thought. What did you think? Splendid. Splendid well, but also, the thing, come on, the thing like, about Four Weddings and Funeral, why it's always going to be better, is James Hanna doing the Stop the Clocks poem, because that is just beautiful cinema makes you cry every time yeah i and mean simon callow die I mean, it's very obviously if you haven't seen four weddings and funeral just pretend i didn't say that yeah it, <laughs> big you, surprise you, you, <laughs> you slightly spoiled the funeral there yeah. <laughs> i'm not sure that counts as a spoiler <laughs> alert, really. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I think, I think both of them actually, I think, do stand up quite well. But Four Weddings is very stylized. I mean, it was absolutely mm. like it was people thought thing. it was earth shatteringly brilliant at the yeah. time. And a lot, there's a lot of stuff that's copied it since. So it feels a bit like, doesn't feel that new. And also a lot of those character actors who are in there, absolutely brilliant, have then reprised those characters like many times since. Yeah. So, you know. I mean, Hugh Grant really needs to get a new shtick, really. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, have you seen Hugh Grant in Paddington too? I, no. no, I haven't. Okay, get on it. It's, it's hilarious. Good. It's, it's like Kirsten I've... Scott Thomas. I just want to see her do a thing where she laughs. Because she just never laughs in a film. She's a very yeah, good actress, yeah, but, but she's in, always very serious. She's absolutely, I mean, but I remember watching her in that for the first time and like in many ways she's the best yes. actor in it because she has like the hardest part. She has no love interest throughout the whole thing. Despite, no, she does mm. have a love interest. It's an unrequited love yeah, interest. Yeah, no, I know, so but she doesn't, so sad all of the rest of them end up sort of happy, happy and she doesn't and it's very hard to carry Every it off. Every woman watching goes, that's my fate. No, but every, I, she's the one woman who I think, yes. Uh, you're cool yes and uh that's because she carries it off so well that, anyway that actually i i also found that as well i realized this is a really long forwarding yeah. tangent now but uh, Sorry, i kind listeners. of slightly forgotten kirsten scott thomas's character and when i rewatched it i was like you're the most likable one what yeah exactly because she's cool and she's smart um and uh like, she's also kind yeah but she's also like kind and um you know and, and she, she has a very cool hat as well she looks very cool the whole time yeah oh charlie it has always been you <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god it's like she's in the room yeah. i think we were doing a quiz weren't we? we were um, no we totally want to do this quiz come on um, uh, number six uh who was it that said that john prescott's accent stereotyped him as an oaf oh andre ledson no um he's also been described we as not had is it jeremy Hunt? oh it's a boy uh, who's been described as David Cameron's worst nightwa- nightmare? Not <laughs> nightmare. Oh, that's um, <laughs> David, David Cam- Davis. No, um, David Cameron's worst nightmare. The final fact would really give it away. Go on, go on, go, go on. on. He also claims never to have changed a nappy. Oh, Jacob oh, Rees-Mogg. Rees-Mogg. Oh, that's a tie. Why though, would he be David Cameron's worst nightmare? Yeah, I not don't met know. Boris Johnson. Actually. Yeah, exactly. It was my colleague Hannah that put together this part of the. Uh, oh, don't don't try and disavow your questions. Don't what? be a terrible quiz master. And I, be know, like, I, I didn't thought, write this. Well, no, but it was like uh, clearly that was meant to start something of a conversation, and I actually don't know anything about that fact. I know that he said this stuff about John Prescott in a letter to the Telegraph in the late nineties. Really? Because um, I, I found an old Guardian article about it, where it's like Jacob Rees-Mogg has been tipped as a future MP, but people are now saying that that is ridiculous because his accent is too posh. Like, those were the days. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know my favourite Jacob Rees-Mogg fact um, was in a Matthew Dancona article uh, a few months ago about how I did not know this, not having gone to Eton College, but when you leave there, you have to give them a picture of yourself. Really? Yeah, because like apparently like, you know, they obviously expect their pupils to like make something of themselves. They want a picture of the, the person. And most people just go for like a kind of like decent head and shoulders photograph. And he had an oil painting. Wow. Made. <laughs> well done, Jacob. <laughs> that, that's almost too good to be true. That's almost as good as finding well, out. Well, Matthew Dancona said it was true, so it must be true. Fair enough. It is, it is one of those things where it's like, that's, that sounds so typical of him. That yeah, it, I mean, it feels like a parody. Yeah. Um, but I say, my, my, my best fact this week I found out was that Shaking Stevens had put back the release of Merry Chris Everyone by an entire year when they brought out Band-Aid to stop himself being denied the number one. Good good tactics there, <laughs> shaky. 
I know. It's like, so, who realised that Shaking Stevens was so commercial? Yeah. And, and so focused? Yeah, amazing. I'm, I just, I anyway, just can't this quiz. I, w- I once had a fight with Bob Geldof in a bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He started it as well. I yeah, but he did. Over no, what, did. though? Over what? What did uh, you fight Bob Geldof? It was, it was over a table. Over a table? He came in. You mean literally over a table? or just... No, no I, I had a table and I was wait, waiting for my parents. Um, and he <laughs> How came... old were you at the time? I was uh, 19 years old. <laughs> <laughs> he was a little um, punner. <laughs> <laughs> um, Give me your fucking table. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> that's literally it, what he it, said. Pretty much, but he claimed it was his table and that he'd already been there. I was like, I just watched you walk in. This is not your table. <laughs> Did and you this... know who he was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well yeah. at first I was just like, oh, someone's walked in who's wearing one of those stupid hats like Bob Geldof wears. And then I realised it was him. And then right. he came and like was incredibly aggressive about this table. And did you get the table in the end? So I said to him, it's mid Wait your... till my mum and dad turn up. <laughs> <laughs> I said, it's mid yours table and he wants you to stop taking credit for it. Um, and then... That is actually So brilliant. basically for the last 15 years, you've been wishing that that's what you said to him. Not that old style yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, no in the end we both stormed off um, so you left and, the and table. Someone, someone else came and took the <laughs> table we got so angry that we literally both stormed off at the same time um so the moral of that story <laughs> um actually i genuinely don't know what the moral of that story is well if you don't keep arguing you lose your table <laughs> not that hard. Was... clues in the title table but, sit down but if 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 i'd stopped arguing then surely he would have taken the table were you sat at the table at the time no there were no chairs i was stood at the table presumption but i was it was my table anyway (laughs) final question um who suggested broadcasters should be a little more patriotic andrea Andrea lesson bang on uh the only one left really yeah well i've noticed you haven't put david davis where's jeremy hunt in this yeah is there no interesting facts about jeremy hunt um I don't know. I Henna put together this. Bit right. of the, Stop blaming other people I'm not for your own work. Her. Stop being like, Theresa May. Yeah. <laughs> Henna. Um, if you're listening, we defended you. Yes. Do you guys want to chat between yourselves Hannah. while I talk up? Do you know Henna? She's very nice. Or you just make you feel awkward in a silence. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a podcast. Still, we, can just, edit, still, we can still edit the silence. About, <laughs> we're still worried about you and Bob Geldof in a bar arguing over a table and walking away from it with somebody else going, oh, it's a free table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, someone else did that's, come and take it. Just, yeah, that is patriarchy he, all over. It, it is. Yeah. It is literally just shouting at each other without listening. And in the end, you lose what you were fighting for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you see, there's, there's the, a lesson. There's yeah. the lesson for you there. Now, about Love Island. <laughs> right. It's right. an Tell island me of love. <laughs> so you go to the island yeah, but, okay. and if you fall in love... You get to stay, and that's that's because people so they do things vote together. For the love. They vote well. They vote for couples. You see, so you have to couple up with people, right? But what if like <laughs> you can't find anyone you like? Well, then you'd be like Haley from Liverpool, right? Who had a bit of a tough time. She was in several different couples. It didn't work out, right? And then she ended up having to talk to Nigel Farage. So you know that was what? not a good twenty eighteen. That, that's a bit of a twist. Well, she did did suggest that um, if we left the EU, we wouldn't have any trees anymore, right? Because she got a bit confused. She's right. very lovely, right? And so Nigel Farage turned up on Love Island. No, no, Nigel Farage was not on the island of love. I was going to say. At no point did Nigel Farage go near the island of love. The right, island good. of love is not for Nigel Where Farage. Where is the island of love? At Majorca. Right, yeah. okay. It's an island of love. Oh, that is where I had the bar fight with Bob Geldof. No way. In Mallorca. Yeah, well, genuinely. I was on holiday. Is this where you now tell us that you were actually about to enter Love Island? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, got, I've got the results. 
Uh, Drum roll, please. I'm, I'm afraid it's a draw with no! 10 points each. Um, but I, I do... It's probably for the best, isn't it, to be fair? I do have one. You're like looking you at the two most competitive women in Westminster. I so. do have one tiebreaker, which, because I mentioned this earlier in the show, so it's more a test of memory than anything. Oh, God. Obviously, we both, we all know that Blackburn Rovers won the FA Cup in 1928. Yes. But who did they beat in the final? <laughs> yes. I cannot be bettered on facts that Connor uses about Blackburn. <laughs> Congratulations. This Alice. year has not been a complete loss. I have learned some Connor generated <laughs> facts about winning. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you think politics is in trouble, just think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, congratulations. About the mine of useless knowledge that we now own. <laughs> congratulations, Alison. Thank you. Stella, oh, commiserations. No. Tough fight, but you know. I mean, you really bossed the, the reality TV. Yeah, so. totally. Walk that. Yeah. Um, and Merry Christmas to Happy to Christmas, everyone. Happy have Christmas. a lovely day. Have a lovely year. Let's hope um, that 2019 isn't 2018. And also, we've got the podcast coming out on New Year's Day yeah. as well, uh, in which don't listen to it if you don't want to hear me say. Ever slightly rude words at the beginning. Or skip, <laughs> skip the first two minutes yeah, while yeah. you get all of the rude words in. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we've got a new episode on New Year's Day. Uh, so we'll be back then. Thank you for listening. Woo. You've been listening to the Progressive Britain podcast. The music was When in the West by Blue Dot Sessions, licensed under Creative Commons. And many thanks to the brilliant Caroline Crampton who produced this podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.